This is Stephen Dominguez of the Pure BS Podcast and the Science Faction Podcast. You're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to the Avatar program. Soon, you're going to have a chance to undertake an amazing Navi Rite of Passage, riding on the back of a banshee by being genetically matched... A banshee? The chief don't ride on no back of no freaking banshee. Live from Animal Kingdom, Pandora, Flight of Passage, it's Fish Sean Wu, Chief of the Mawakin Nation, and you're getting ready to listen to the next episode of the Magic Our Way podcast with my main man, Eli, Kevin, Danny, and of course, everybody's favorite travel agent, what are you looking at, dude? I'm podcasting. Lee Lastavica. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. Unfortunately, banshees live high rookeries and humans can't get Banshees? Good grief. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of the, the Magic Our Way Podcast. Podcast. Sante San, everyone. You're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana, in the United States of America. We are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff, and this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. MagicRWay.com is where you can find us. My name is Kevin. And I'm Danny. And on the show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment, where we focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. And with us today, as always, we have. Excelsior! You know, 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 you know. I have You know the story is all about the glory. It is our resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. How you doing, sir? Doing good on this fine Sunday. How you gentlemen doing today? It's hot. Very hot. It's hot here in Southern Louisiana. No, it's huh? summer, man. <laughs> it's summer here in Southern Louisiana. Yeah, it's man. Two more months of this. <laughs> I know. I saw the devil cooking eggs outside on the street. It was so hot outside. It's crazy. I saw the devil with the air conditioner on. You <laughs> That's how hot it is. Devil was in the pool swimming like, God I was like, Satine, man, what's up? Why you got the AT on? He's like, look, dude, I know I keep my place hot, but damn. Damn. Nothing like this. I got to be so human. Like, I was on vacation, fun. too. <laughs> I was about to hit Bourbon Street, but man, I can't do it. I got to stay inside with AC. It's like, all right, Satine, I'm sorry. Yeah, you go. He's putting suntan lotion on everything. It's bad out there. Yes, absolutely. If you don't have no AI, I'm, I'm sorry for you. It is tough. And for all you guys traveling to any of the Disney parks, or especially in Florida, uh, get that sunscreen on. It's going to be a hot one. And we hope you enjoy your July 4th weekend. And of course, also on this show, we have. Show me the money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Hey, must be the money. Money, money, money. Show me the money. It's Mr. I Know More Than Your Friends, Suck It Up, Tough Loving, Ever So Lovely Travel Agent from Magical Moments Vacations, Lee Lastovica. How you doing, sir? Oh, fantastic. I feel like I've got a little better than you guys over here, man. I think we got some a little cool front, man. So hopefully it'll head your way. Yeah, blow it our way, man. Just, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. just, just go. 
you know, get those wind chimes sure. going. Just send it to yeah. New Orleans. That would be yeah. nice. But you're on vacation, you said. You're on vacation for the next two I'm weeks. On vacation. You won't be Staycation. firing anybody. That's excellent. No, that's right. Everyone's safe for the next two weeks, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm on a little little vacation staycation. You know, nothing too serious. Just hanging around H-Town and doing some of that stuff. So should be good. Yeah, you need to be staying in Houston because you got two Disney trips coming up in about a month. Yeah, man. I just did my fast passes for uh, the Disney World side. Uh, we made some dining reservations last week for the Disneyland side. So, yeah, man, we're getting ready. Getting ready to do this. And just to let you listeners know, as he mentioned, uh, yeah, in August 18th through the 21st, 2019, the Magic Army Podcast as a whole and Officer Weekend will be traveling to Disneyland. <laughs> He's got to make sense. I got bad news on that. Oh. Right now, a lot of annual pass holders over at Disneyland are blocked out yeah. from being able to go to Galaxy's Edge. Oh, no. Guess when that date lifts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> August 19th. Oh, no. <laughs> so we got that Sunday to enjoy it without sans crowds. Yeah. I thought Sunday, I thought Sunday was the 19th, to be honest with you. No, I think... I'm pretty sure... Sorry, let me check. It could be, but... It's, it's like release the hounds. <laughs> so. Yes. The 19th is Monday, so chances of us seeing it again the rest of the trip is minimal. Yeah. So, but Sunday for sure. Sunday for sure, we're going to Galaxy's Edge. Okay. Okay, excellent. Cool. I didn't take that into account. Well, if there's any fast passes by the time we get there. Exactly. Well, guys, today <laughs> we got a great show for you. Uh, we're doing a movie review. And, of course, the movie that came out a couple weeks back, Pixar's Toy Story 4. Uh, but, alas, don't worry. We're going to try to do this kind of like we did the last movie review, and we'll do like a, a part of it's going to be a spoiler-free review, and the other half will be spoiler-filled. So yeah, you can at least listen to part of the show. If you haven't seen the movie, get our thoughts on it, and then you can hit pause real quick, go see the movie, come back, check us out, and see what you think, see what you, if your thoughts match up with ours. Yeah. So yeah, not to be missed. You won't miss out on your magic our way for this week. So guys, enough of our jibber-jabber. Let's go discuss some movie magic. And here we are in the hub, and today it is movie review time. And we are talking about Pixar's Toy Story 4. And Toy Story 4 is Pixar's 2019 animated movie featured release and possibly the period punctuation point for the Pixar series that started it all. That's a lot of P's. It's a lot of P's. It's a good thing we have these pop filters. Yes. Anyway, listeners, wait, you might be thinking to yourself, I haven't seen this movie yet. I cannot listen to this show. Well, we are here to say, yes, you Canada. <laughs> <laughs> you already spoiled it. God darn it. Oh, no. Is show over? Canada, oh. this for everybody. <laughs> but guys, look, the first half will primarily be the spoiler-free review of the movie, and then we'll warn you when we move on to the spoiler-filled part of our review. So please feel free to hit pause on that part of the show and come back to us when you have seen the movie. Anyway, guys, look, on June 23rd, 2019, this movie earned over $120 million in its U.S. opening weekend. Long story short, Bonnie and her family embark on a road trip of sorts before Bonnie has to begin kindergarten. Of course, Bonnie brings all of her toys. Woody, Buzz, and the gang, along with Bonnie's toys, which you know from the trailer as well as the trailer, Bonnie brings along her new favorite toy that she made, Forky. This was a toy that she had made when she was uh, in kindergarten orientation. So that's mm -hmm. the long story short. So, of course, at one Too point. Late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, at one point on the road trip, Bonnie and, and his family make a little rest stop in a town in an RV park. In the town, there's a traveling carnival. There's an antique store that contains some new yet antique toys. Needless to stay, the adventure and the mayhem ensues. So we begin here. Uh, we begin this review by asking this quick question to sum up. And you've heard us do this before, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do this in two parts. And uh, I ask everybody to answer these two questions. So first of all, first one, did you love it, like it, dislike it, or loathe it? And the second question is, which you can answer both, please state whether or not you would buy it when it comes out on disc or on streaming services. <laughs> huh. Well, who goes first? Who, who would like to go first? I'll go first. All right, Daddy. I'd absolutely buy it. Yes. I liked it, close to loving it, but couldn't. Okay. Cool, cool. Eli? I wouldn't buy it. Um, you wouldn't buy much. <laughs> yeah, that's true, though. <laughs> it's vacation, though. i got to prepare for this vacation. I mean, he's got a we, long line of things he's got to buy. buy it at Redbox for, for $1.29. Mm. No, I mean, like, I action would. Action Jackson 2, Mo Action, that's on his list. That, would, to yes, that definitely yeah. come up there. The return of vanity. I totally would get that. I, absolutely. <laughs> I ain't lie. <laughs> uh, nah, I mean, I would, I, yeah, I would, I would get it. It, it was kind of a one and done for me. One um, done. Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I didn't hate it, but like I was starting to love it. Then it went to liking it, and then to disliking uh, the next level. Maybe? Yeah, I, like it was like by the end of the movie, mm-hmm. I was kind of like lukewarm. Like okay. right when it was, so I don't know what what place so, that puts it in. So you had a like dislike relationship with the movie. Yeah, there's some parts I feel I'm kind of unhinged on. And uh, oh, don't get unhinged. Oh, oh. that's just a movie. Oh, yeah, no, I can get unhinged. <laughs> it can happen. <laughs> I ain't seen Action Jackson two yet. I could get unhinged, but <laughs> all right. Yeah. So you're you're in the middle between like and dislike, and you would not buy it. Okay, no, okay. cool. All right, Lee, what your turn? What you, what you got? Uh, I love it. I would say this to me is probably. The best one outside of the original. Um, we'll get into details, I'm sure, but I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I would definitely cannot wait for it to come out so I can bootleg. I mean, um, so I can buy it. Bootleg. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I, I definitely got my money's worth. I loved it, and uh, I'm ready to talk about it. I All right, it. interesting. Cool. This sounds like it could be a good a good review here. Um, me, I I liked it. Maybe on the low side of liking it, closer towards dislike it, but I liked it. And I would buy it just because I am a Dizzy fan, and I'd buy it anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. You know, that kind of a thing. Yeah, that's but me. but all the merit of its movie, that's what you should think about, but buying it, right? Not because it's part of the Disney Yeah, but either way, right? whether it's merit or if it, I buy it because uh, I'm a Dizzy fan, they still get my money. I hear you. Can yeah. I ask you a little side question real quick before we go any further? Sure. You, you went with three girls, right? I did. I did. What were their thoughts? They, they liked it. They enjoyed it. They, they like liked, you? uh, huh? Like you? Like, they kind of like, like it, but daddy, I don't know if I really quite want to. They enjoyed it. They, they liked the funny parts. They liked, um, uh, uh, one of my daughters actually liked Gabby, that little doll that's in the antique shop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get into yeah, that. We'll get, we'll get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's and, and we're not giving away anything there. Uh, yeah. No, there no, is no. a doll named Gabby, which you can sure. find out on the internet and stuff. Okay. But other than that, uh, you know, they, they, they didn't see them. They, they enjoyed it. Gotcha. I, I, I was yeah, just curious yeah, whether yeah. they were a little bit higher on it than what you were. I think it seemed like we're all on the same page. Okay. Like my wife was the same way. She liked it, but she didn't love it. Gotcha. But she didn't. It wasn't enough to make her dislike it or loathe it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Okay, cool. Excellent. So, Can I ask Lee a question real quick? Yes, Lee. Lee, may. what was your thoughts on Toy Story 3? I, I liked it at the time I saw it, as now that I can see that... The, 
you know, if I rank the four movies in and of themselves, it's probably the least of the four. Maybe number three of the four, but there's not one Toy Story movie that I did not like at all, you know, a la Cars 2. But, you know, of the four movies, it's maybe at the bottom. Interesting. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah, it's funny. I was talking to my wife, and she liked three better than four. I think that's the breaking point on this movie is how much you like four is dependent upon how much you liked or disliked three. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of with Lee on this one where I wasn't as big of a fan of three Mm -hmm. as a lot of people were. I I hear a lot of reviews where they talk about three just summed it up nicely. It it put a nice bow on it and that was great. What did we need this four one for? And I kind of felt like four was a better ending Mm -hmm. because in three and... I guess spoilers are okay now because three's been after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen Toy Story 3, uh, I'm sorry. It's tough. Here's a spoiler (laughs) for Toy Story 3. Yes. It starts out and went like, you don't know walking into it, but Andy's reign is over. Mm -hmm. And the toys are dealing with being rejected by Andy because he's grown up and he's not playing with toys anymore. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is is that they, they get inherited by Bonnie. Uh, who Andy entrusts his toys with. Mm-hmm. And when Bonnie takes on Andy's toys, to me, that kind of felt like a cheat. It's like, okay, if you're going to get into this, Andy has grown up. Mm-hmm. He has moved on from these toys. Let's really get into what's going to happen. And I felt like they played it safe. And the movie kind of ended up right where it began, where it's like, well, the toys are all with a young kid and they're being played with and everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. And whereas this one, I felt like they did a better job of explaining how a real situation like that would have played out. I'm trying not to spoil anything from four. Yeah, I'm the same way. I know, I hear yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, I would agree with that. Yeah, but I, I would, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I thought this was a, a, a definite, it felt like a definite ending because mm-hmm. as of this point, I really don't care what happens to them now, <laughs> you know? Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much, I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I'll be open to seeing shorts and whatnot. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, maybe they'll get another movie out of it, sure. Uh, but you know, I, I'm content with how it ended. Like, oh. like how this one ended. When we get to the spoiler section, yeah. this is so easy to make a fifth movie. Yeah, yeah, it would be oh, contrived, yeah. right? But it's so easy to make a fifth mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. So, what should we? How do we? How does this work? Uh, the, the spoiler. <laughs> the spoiler free part. The spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler free part. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, positive, negative. Positive, negative. Yeah, we could do that. Um. I mean, it looks great. I was just talking from the animation standpoint. This is something that we expect yeah. from Pixar at this point. And it, it, you know, I thought it, it delivered as, as far as detail and Absolutely. how everything's were drawn and how, how smooth things were, you know, as far as all the mechanics behind the scenes of making those graphics go and yeah. whatnot. Uh, I thought from Toy Story, the first Toy Story up until now, yeah, they've really gotten refined to that art, which is pretty cool to see. You know, when it really hit me how good that art was, mm-hmm. was when we got to be introduced to the town that they mm, went to with yeah. the carnival and the antique store and the streets. And that's when it really, man, it just kind of blew my mind. How It's pretty how damn gorgeous. It yes. 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 I, I saw when they were, and I'm not, this is not a spoiler, but there's one part where they're walking across this kind of like tarp. And man, it's just like, what? I, don't, I know that sounds very minor, but just to see how they pulled that off and how the ground sunk down a little bit under Woody's feet and stuff like that. And again, inside the antique store, all the all the attention to detail and the chandeliers mm-hmm. and all—it was amazing. Like, Absolutely, I, you almost—it almost feels like did they put 
an actual live footage in here a little bit because I, I, the people looked that good from afar that I thought, well, it almost seems like they filmed the actual film and then cartooned around it. Yeah, the first time I saw the cat, I'm like, that's a cat. Oh, yeah. I know. I was the same way. I remember that. I'm like, is that? And then it started moving. I was like, okay. It's a cartoon. But when you first look at it, I was like, wait, wait, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, just such a, well, Eli, I, I, you know, to put you in the spot, but I'd love to hear your thoughts as far as all those different artistic, te- or both of you guys, actually, the different artistic techniques as far as like shading and look and how, uh, which all thoughts in this particular medium this whole cgi computer you know well you got my animation things i'm yeah. gonna let eli I, yeah i was blown away i'll let eli yeah no it's it's very it's very solid um like you said the 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 park mm-hmm. I, I was that was like wow i i kind of forgot it was a cartoon in certain parts in certain clips yeah, yeah. no uh, i agree i completely forgot and then uh and this doesn't spoil nothing but there was one part where they were they had to go on a mission, if you will, mm-hmm. and they were like behind some uh, dressers. Okay, and I remember they were going behind it. They had all of the shading where you could see the objects around them, but they had like even the part of the wall where it's like that old school looking cardboard with all of the holes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and yeah. On each side and how they're all patching up. I'm like, yes, and, and I was like, man, like either they did some extremely serious research or like, yeah, like you said, they did something where they just took a picture of, of a building and just transformed it. But yeah, and that, that animation was seamless. Uh, the characters, I, I didn't have an issue with how they were animated. I mean, one was kind of clunky, but I get why. So it wasn't like it threw me out of anything. Which but one was that? that? you talking about Forky? No, no. Oh. no um, uh, Duke Kaboom. But I mean, I get why, because of how he's built. and. Um, hmm. Oh, like the type of toy he is. Yeah, so he's kind of clunky, you know, in this Like those old Star Wars toys and stuff with the minimal joint kind of thing? I kind of, yeah, like, the you rubber know, band inside? Kind of like a weird He-Man kind of okay. look. Interesting. Uh, uh, and then, like, I don't know what these other toys were called. Um, they were like the G.I. Joes or whatever. But Combat Carl. Combat Carl. Combat yeah. Carl. Yeah. You know yeah, who's Combat Carl, don't you? Mm. Carl Weathers. That was Apollo. Yeah, he, co- he came from, uh, what is it? The Toy Story movie, uh, the re- oh, Toy Story, duh. The, the short, you're <laughs> the talking shorts, about, uh, yeah. yeah okay, you're talking I, about I the, said they uh, came from the Toy Story movies. No, okay. All right, so there was a little a little action Jackson too there up in there. Okay. There was, there was, there See was. Yeah, you bring that back in there. So yeah, but I, I dug the visuals of it. Now, now you're digging the visuals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna call it El DeBarge GI Joe at first, but I'm glad you clarified that for me. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Elder Barge is playing a combat character, but okay. I mean, it kind of looked like him. I was like, I was like, okay, is that Ricardo? Who is that? You know, that Chico? Who is that? Let me ask you a quick question based off that that theory. Would you say this is a movie that you definitely want to see in the theater, or you know, if you're not into Toy Story, I can wait. I mean, I think you have to see that kind of a visual thing on the big screen to really appreciate it, but maybe I'm wrong. That's a good point. Um, I think you could wait to see it at home, but only because, I mean, at this point in time, we've just gotten adjusted to seeing such great animation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if I could jump in, I would say it'd be nice to see it on the big screen, but, I mean, TVs nowadays, especially high def, some people now have ultra high def. 4K. uh, 4K. I mean, uh, the, the detail... 
um, shows just as much on depending on your TV. I mean, mm-hmm. unless you have like a really super old and you can't afford anything, maybe like a CRT TV or something mm-hmm. where you can't tell any of the difference. But yeah, the TVs nowadays are even more affordable, high def, to where you can still enjoy the details that they put forth into it, I mm-hmm. think. And they're closer to the bathroom. <laughs> and in the movie theater. And they can eat what they want. They can you wear can whatever they want. That's right. Popcorn's a lot cheaper, for sure. Yes. You yeah. can you could film what's on TV on your phone and not have to worry about any repercussions at all. So. Yeah, yeah, you didn't have trouble with that. I, I noticed he didn't not go, this time, he no. didn't go live no, that this, time. Yeah. I didn't go live. I was not chancing it uh, this time. <laughs> I, I, Especially because my wife was there, so I would never hear the end of it if I. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I thought oh, yeah. about you too, because uh, they had the warning that popped up right before the movie started. When at the cinema I was at, it was like you will be prosecuted. You know, don't have your phone out. I was like, ah, damn. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of which, okay. So I don't think this is much in a way of spoiler, but w- was there a short? There was no short for this for one. Any no. of y'all? Yeah, that's I, been, I didn't uh, see one. No, there that was, was something one. that was circling around uh, the internet because I researched that and I was like, oh, there's actually no short before this. No. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, now granted, there it used to be you get a Pixar film once a year. Now mm-hmm. they they've kind of upped that number, so maybe shorts. Which they used to use to kind of help develop the other talent and, right. and bring them along. Maybe it's not as big of a thing, but I always like the shorts. I enjoyed the shorts. Yeah. I'm not sure why they didn't do it. I, I haven't seen reasons yet. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, the truth be told, I haven't researched it fully other than to find out the fact that there is no short. So if something by the time the show goes out and there's been reasons posted why they didn't, then mm-hmm. we'd, uh, we'll definitely love to hear it and maybe we'll even comment on the next show. I'll also say this. The trailer for Frozen 2 looks epic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that looks really good. The uh, onward, not so much. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I'm really worried about that because I was really I had high hopes for that film, and I have yet to see a trailer that sucks me in for the onward. So that's the one just, with the unicorn. The sca- uh, yeah, the uh, unicorns uh, are eating uh, trash. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, like the trolls or goblins or whatever they are. Yeah, it's like trolls or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not- I missed all of that because I was in line for concessions. Uh, because apparently, like three registers broke down at the movie theater, and I had to stand in line for twenty minutes to get some popcorn. So your whole theater broke. Wow, man! Yeah, broke. Honestly, I always have that your theater. There always is. I need to probably change theaters, but I guess there's a reason why the tickets are cheaper. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was still like forty eight dollars for all five of us to go to the movie. So man, that ain't bad. But I graduate to the to the other theater that's a little more expensive. Is this the same theater that almost arrested you? Yep, and okay. the same thing. <laughs> remember, I think there was another review one time where they ran out of popcorn mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. I have another yeah. on my list. Hey, uh, Lee, uh, one more question for you. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Who? 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 <laughs> you have a dog, Lee? Mm, apparently. <laughs> okay. It sounds like it. Well, it sounds like the dog ate the birds. That's why we're not hearing any birds anymore. Yeah. Could be the bird dog. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. Okay. Oh. okay. Uh, but anyway, you guys, yeah, uh, sure to enjoy, based upon what we just mentioned, you're sure to enjoy it just for out of sheer animation quality alone. Um, but anyway, guys, so we're about to. Tra- oh, wait, well, one more oh, thing. For, okay, uh, it, well, actually, two more things I'd, I'd like to discuss real quick that sure. I think we can get in that, that is spoiler free. Yeah. Uh, I would put this right up there with probably the funniest Toy Story I think I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I'll like, get into the yeah. spoilers, but there was one. There were several moments where I literally laughed out loud, like absolutely, like I did not laugh that loud. Did anyone else? Okay, good. Everyone's laughing that loud. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> there were several moments like that. Yeah, I guffawed at one point and was like, "Oop." 
<laughs> and there weren't even that many people in a theater. And like yeah. generally, if you got like a lot of people, there's a lot more laughter and stuff like that. But yeah. you could still hear the laughter in that theater. I mean, yeah. they introduced a lot of new characters, and many of them, they added their own unique, quirky sense of mm-hmm. humor. Right. Uh, Duke Kaboom, Forky. Oh my God, Bunny and Ducky. Jeez. I mean, oh, Bunny and Ducky. Yeah. 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 They just brought a, a new sense of humor to this that that really just put it over the top it was so good uh the guy who did forky i can't i can't remember his name but he's a he's a guy hail. from uh, somebody hail yeah he's a guy from arrested development and what a great great <laughs> casting like i i could hear his voice in there tony hale yes tony there you hale, go. that's it okay I, I could hear his voice from arrested development in there and and what just perfect casting same thing with bunny and ducky i i wouldn't have thought of Keanu Reeves for duke kaboom but I almost don't think I would have known that uh, was Keanu Reeves. Yeah. If, if I didn't know about it beforehand, I don't know that I would have yeah. picked out the voice. I didn't know until I saw the credits. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I read somewhere that they did they did the casting for that, like a blind casting. They the cast Whoever's doing the casting, they gave them just like audio of someone reading the lines. And as soon as they heard Keanu Reeves' voice, they, that was it. they were like, stop, this is the one right here. This is this is person for this one. So they didn't even know they were casting Keanu Reeves when they did it. They just heard his voice, reading the lines, and they they and that was that. it. Yeah, they were like, whoa. Yeah, yeah and I'm like, uh, you know, I was the only reason why I know it was Keanu is because they had that thing floating around social media showing him in the booth recording mm-hmm. it, uh, doing all the all those different sounds like you see in the trailer. Ha, he, he's posing. Ha, ha. Wait, one more. <laughs> and so yeah, Keanu's sitting there doing it. You know, he's not really doing all those poses that the guy's doing. Right. But he's you know he's he's all into it and stuff. So that's 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 really interesting. Mm-hmm. Really, really interesting. Uh, and the other thing I would say about it that I think it, we can do spoiler free is that, and this for me is kind of a negative is is watching these movies now it, it's just like a kick in the nuts <laughs> lately these days. <laughs> watching it, I mean, that is quite a negative. Yeah, yeah it's gonna kick it's, you in the nuts. Yeah, they're they're great movies, but these Toy Story characters that you've grown to love have become tragic figures oh, in so yeah. many ways and and every single one of them lately i mean it's kind of started with the first one the first one yeah you know, woody was being rejected by andy because mm-hmm. he was playing with buzz more but not really rejected then you see toy story 2 and you get that jesse backstory and she's completely rejected and it's like oh wow then it really kind of touched i didn't i didn't really get that and then but you're watching three and they're all getting rejected mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah not, they're just all unwanted by four, I mean, and you can only get into it so much, but I mean, suffice it to say that it doesn't take a Buzz Lightyear replace you. A plastic spork will do just fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was forky. Yeah. And so that's what it's about. These movies seem to be all about lately being rejected by the thing that you love the most. And I guess that's well, what makes all- these so painful. Yeah, you say it's, also about, well, it's, it's also about like the fact that you know, eventually, we're all not going to be here anymore. Whether that be a yeah. toy or a, you know, a person, you know, we're not going to be here anymore. And yeah. you know, who's going to remember us? And who's going to, you know, are we just going to be forgotten about and all that kind of stuff? So yeah, it definitely all these movies hit you on an emotional level. I, I really got more emotional on on three than this one, but there were still some moments that was just like, oh, oh man, dang, Pixar, you suck. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's the I guess it's been to be expected from Pixar. That's kind of their MO. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. 
It's interesting, though, because it's like I'm thinking about this. Original Toy Story was released in 1995. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, I got this idea, just thought, based upon what you just asked. And so that's over about a quarter of a century ago, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you were a little kid watching it then, and this kind of speaks to uh, how these movies kind of hit on different levels for different people. But if you were watching that uh, as a young kid and then you grew up, you're probably, what, in your late late teens, 20s? Mm-hmm. So your emotional development's a little bit different. Yeah. Ergo the, the, the tragic development of the character, so to speak. Mm-hmm. It, it, does it, would you say it almost kind of matches up with the growth uh, growth of the people that watched it as little kids mm-hmm. as going through? Would you say yeah, that? Sure. sure, absolutely, yeah. So that, that almost adds an interesting angle to how these hits, because it reson- there's stuff that resonates with us as mm-hmm. adults much older uh, folks, uh, stuff that resonates with kids on some certain level and stuff that definitely resonates with the people that have grown up with these characters, almost mm-hmm. like the people that grew up with the Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. You know, how they mature and they kind of going through maybe some of the same things. Maybe when you're in college and your teens, you're going through that kind of angst. Sure. Right? That emotional development. So that's, but that's interesting. I felt by the end of three, they kind of hit the reset button. Yeah. And they're like, here, here's, okay, here they, they are. They're at the end and reset. All starting all over again. They got a new young kid and now... Goodbye, folks. Thank you all for watching the Toy mm-hmm. Story franchise. They're going to go off, and in your mind, they'll be playing in perpetuity forever, and right. that's how you'll remember them from this moment on. And then they bring it back again, and they're like, ah, we think we can squeeze a few more tears out of yeah. <laughs> you guys. We think, we think we can make this a little more tragic. So, guys, yeah, definitely when you go to the movies, you're sure to enjoy it. Uh, it's, uh, if all, anything for the reasons we talked about as far as look, the animation, the skills that these animators put. Good job to you guys out there in Pixar out there in California. Uh, we definitely appreciate the work that you have put in. And so now we are about to transition to the spoiler-filled part of our review. So again, that is the spoiler-filled episode. So if you want to hit pause, now is the time to do it. Spoiler-filled episode coming up in three Two, don't forget to hit pause. One, and we're all up in this spoiler field. Oh, boom, all up in there. Yeah, Duke of Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, here we are. We're filled with that spoiler stuff, man. Yes, ah, you Canada. Finally. It's like coming up for air. All right, where should we begin? Is there something that there's something somebody wants is itching to want to talk about? Yeah, I, I need to get my major negative with this movie out of the All way, right. and, and that is uh, Bonnie has done a complete 180 on her feelings towards her cowboy. Right, that was really what threw me the most when watching this movie is what happened to that touching scene where Andy he almost reluctantly entrusted Bonnie to take care of Woody because she, she showed such affection Mm -hmm. for Woody. I mean, she kind of bypassed all the other toys and went right to the box for where he was. He almost didn't give it to her. He almost kept it for himself. He pulled it back. And then he said to her, I like, well, if you promise to take care of her, Mm -hmm. if you'll take, I don't know if you use the word promise, but he basically asked her, you know, okay, will will you take care of him for me? And she agreed. She not nearly. Yeah. And then, I get it. Kids are fickle, but that fickle, like she's the Woody becomes the only one of Andy's toys that Bonnie's no longer playing with anymore. Yeah, that was kind of strange. Yeah. I, I didn't like that. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I now ultimately that leads for a positive because what I did really like about this movie was the journey that they put Woody on. I mean, this is very much Woody's movie. Mm-hmm. 
So even though I don't I don't like how they retconned how Toy Story three ended, even if I wasn't a big fan of Toy Story three, I, I mean I like Toy Story three, but I wouldn't I didn't find that perfect ending that a lot of people did. Um, I really enjoyed the direction they went with with Toy Story four with Woody trying to find his place mm-hmm. in a world that just doesn't seem to need or want him anymore. And 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 the Andy list world, I guess, yeah. so to speak, where you you don't have a purpose, like you know everything about this world and you're trying to fit in and. It's like no, dude. We we got this. We don't need you. We, right. we you're you're kind of obsolete. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah so I mean, it's maybe too because he's like an older toy back from you know whenever he's from. Mm-hmm. You know that he's just not in style anymore, not in fashion, quote sure. unquote. Yeah, he's much um, older than Buzz for sure. Yeah, and I mean we saw that obviously in the original Toy Story, but it's more so now. What is it? Twenty years later, mm-hmm. so even more so. Yeah. So. It's a negative, but it flips into a positive because even though I really didn't, I, I felt like they kind of rewrote the character a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like that. I don't like when you take a character and you've taken everything that we know and understand about this character and you just change the character because it fits the new story you're telling. Right. I mean, I would say true to the essence of the character, but they did. And it, it kind of made me not like Bonnie all that much, to be honest right. with you. But <laughs> in the end of it, I did like the journey. I really did. I felt like that was a journey that maybe Woody should have gone on in Toy Story 3. 3, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would have actually accepted that better, you know? What about, um, I'm curious about your thoughts about Buzz's character and how where he went. Oh, God. They just played him off as like a cheap joke. I mean, uh, don't get me. Yeah. It was funny. The, the whole listening to your inner voicing was funny, but it almost made Buzz look stupid. And mm-hmm. granted, Buzz has looked stupid in the past. But you think he would be smarter by now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, you realize these buttons are not for real. <laughs> it's your voice. You know what you say. It's your inner voice. <laughs> you know exactly to your what inner you say. voice. That's how Woody was so successful. It was a funny gimmick, though, and I really I laughed out loud at the very end where he's pushing a button so much and finally he goes, "Ah, uh, you forgot your backpack into outer space or something like that," and you're yeah. like, "Oh, my backpack!" And whatever it was that he said, "Oh I yeah, yeah. he just yeah. gave up on it. You left your backpack at the antique store." Go Ranger or something yeah, like yeah. that. And he tried to make it sound like that was funny to me. And I laughed out loud when he said it. But yeah, it did kind of make Buzz was kind of shorthanded in this movie. He was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like in, in some respect, I can almost see like a could you see like a Buzz led Toy Story movie? No. With this buzz? With this buzz? No, not yeah. I was going to say Buzz needs to show a little bit more range than this. That was what was so good about Woody is. Right. He had range. He could be funny, but he was the emotional center. He was the he was the mood of the movie. I mean, every movie is has been mm-hmm. a Woody movie. Now, granted, I don't think we've ever seen a Woody movie like this, where the rest of the characters are essentially left in an RV mm-hmm. to right. sit there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, that's interesting. For the vast majority of the movie, as we go through Woody's journey, but I mean, you know, Toy Story one that was Woody mm-hmm. learned to cope with Buzz, and Buzz became a part of that story. Toy Story two, Woody deciding between the Roundup gang and, and staying with Andy. And yeah. then Toy Story 3, obviously, uh, it, it encompassed more, but it was Woody was really the one who made the first connection with Bonnie that brought those toys to Bonnie in, in the first place. So, right. yeah, I, I, it, I, they cheapened Buzz a bit. They did. I mean, but they really, I mean, I can't imagine Joan Cusack's recording time went longer than 15 minutes. Yeah, I no, mean, she didn't have Jesse much. really got shortchanged. Right. Rex, Ham, all, yeah. all those guys. The, the Potato Heads, Granite, Don Rickles. I mean, they didn't... I, I think they used old footage. Yeah, they used old recordings yeah. and everything, yeah. And yeah. that was respectful and awesome, and I liked how they did that. And I even liked the In Memoriam they did at the end to Don. Mm-hmm. And there was another animator they did a, an In Memoriam to. And, 
Yeah, I think, I think cool. they even did an in memoriam to John Lasseter's Pixar career as well, but <laughs> <laughs> they hugged it out. Yeah, <laughs> they hugged it out. Actually, you know, since, since you brought that up, I made a note here. I don't know if you guys have realized how many of these actors have passed away. Yeah. Um, so you got Jim Barney, who yeah. uh, plays Slinky Dog. Slinky, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know who this is, but Joe Rant, who plays Wheezy. Yeah, Wheezy. That, uh, that Joe Ramp, he also played, uh, was Heimlich from uh, yeah. Bugs Life? Right. He was yeah, an yeah. animator. He, he was one of the original Pixar founders. Okay. So he's he's passed away. Bud yeah. Lucky, who played Chuckles the Clown, sure. passed away. Um, and again, the, uh, this guy's not a big, uh, he's got a lot of parts, but John Sykin, I don't know who that was, but he played Twitch in Toy Story 3, which was the little bug. But he also played various voices for Inside Out, Monsters U, uh, Up, and Cars. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, uh, our Lee Ermey. Yeah, uh, Sarge. 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 Yeah. yeah, of yeah. course. So, you know, you got a, a lot of people that are not with us anymore. Man, it's been over 20 years. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. so it's been, it's been a spell. Timothy Dalton's still around. <laughs> <laughs> He's Jay's bot. Yeah. Jeff Garland, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those guys, absolutely. Uh, to bring it back really quick, back to what you were saying, though, Kevin, were you talking about could it see a Buzz-led movie? Yeah, Buzz in the It would be have to be Buzz in the game. I don't think Buzz could be by himself. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, I, you can bring Woody back. That's easy. I would cameo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, would, I thought it well, was. Well, the carnival be, comes to town. That's yeah. it. That, boom, there's Toy Story 5 right there. Right, or just they just happen to run into Woody and and both people while they out there in the wilderness or yeah. whatever. But Woody discovered his life on the road ain't as much as it's cracked up. To, I mean, that's been every episode thus far. I mean, oh, wait, Woody got his happy ending up. Woody's got marital problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Both people framed him for losing an arm or something <laughs> like that. You know, that was a crazy situation. But I, I can I can see that. I think he could use a little redemption there. And that was one of my negatives, too, about uh, I always like Buzz. I mean, I always think he's like, you know, like the action go get him kind of guy he really didn't do too much uh the one mission he would have had was to get the key and then you know the old lady just put the key right there it's kind of like oh well all right you know well Buzz got his two pieces. that was funny though <laughs> it was it was i didn't hate it but it was just kind of like how do you get the key and then that was more of a bunny ducky thing though with, with their all their crazy far out plans. <laughs> yeah, all those non sequiturs were awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, just rushing her. They and never stuff. went anywhere, and then you're waiting to find out what they finally came up with. Nah, she just dropped the key. Just off. Put the key there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely one of those uh, laugh out loud moments when right. they jumped the old lady. I mean, the whole theater just erupted in laughter. That was great. And no, one, I mean, I just didn't see that coming. There's like. Wait a minute! What? This is not something Disney would normally do. Oh yeah. But, uh, oh, my favorite was one was they bum rushed the dude that was running the carnival game. Oh, at the yeah. end, they shoot yeah. Yeah. And, and they go big the and they start eyes. shooting laser eyes and stuff. They were like pew pew. pew. Yeah, they really shooting. And they cut back, and the guys were like, uh, no. <laughs> there, there was no way that they could have done for them to get the key that would have been as good as what they showed. Right. That never <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're right. You got a point. <laughs> you got a point. Um. Okay. Well, what did y'all think about Forky? The the uh, the new trash toy. Well, is my question is, why isn't he Sporky? That's what he's I thought they were going to name him. He's a spork. That's what I thought they were. That's what y'all are hung up on. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not hung up on that. I just think it's funny that he's not an actual fork. So, uh, and I also read that he was going to be called Forkface, but they decided that might have been Forkface. Forkface. Taser face. Yeah, Taser face. <laughs> Sporky. Oh, we man. all know how good kids can pronounce things. Can you imagine the kid at the <laughs> store asking for fork face? Marketing around that <laughs> fork face. Come here, fork face. Fork face. 
No, I uh, I, I, I think I liked. Um, I thought it was a, a pretty neat creation, right? Visually, like he kind of reminded me of Mister uh, Gumby. No, no Mr. Mr. Bill. Bill. Oh, Mr. Bill. Bill. Yeah. The same thing, yeah. He buy me a Mr. Bill, so I always like that kind of kooky thing. And then, oh, like, no. towards <laughs> the beginning, I liked that he kept going for the trash. Like, I don't, <laughs> That was funny. I did. That's what I'm saying. I liked him. I was trash. I was liking him. He was always going, just trash, trash. Like, every time they were going after him, go trash. for the trash. That was hilarious. But then they started to do this, like, uh, like when he jumped out the RV and then Woody went and got him and he talked to him and then they bonded. I was like, all right, cool. That's a nice... He was getting to relate like what the situation is. Yeah, yeah. like I was like, okay, now they're humanizing everything. So like, in other words, I was getting the good yeah. laughs from him and then in the middle, I was kind of like, okay, I'm getting into him as a character. But then I don't know what happened to me when after Forky got... I don't know if you call it kidnapped or like slightly abducted or just hanging out with some creepy people. I don't know. You know, Forky was too dumb to realize he was in a perilous situation, that's for sure. Yeah, right. He sure handled it well, he though. Did. Yeah, he did. No. <laughs> but like, if you ever watch Arrested Development, again, Tony Hale just played that part to perfection yeah. where he's in the middle of a situation where it's completely screwed and he has no idea. <laughs> he's, the, he's the only person that doesn't know. Now, that gives me to my other there's only two real main negatives, and my other negative, obviously, was was Gabby Gabby and how they played her up. I mean, mm. she started out as a horror movie villain. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. With a real horror movie story and, and motive, and somehow, along the way, she gets what she wants. Yeah. Right? Uh, through emotional manipulation. I mean, she sits there, she talks to Forky, Forky tells her everything about Woody, and then she... When she realizes she can't just take what she wants, she manipulates him mm -hmm. with the information she knows about him and convinces him to give up his voice box, and she gets a happy ending? <laughs> right. <laughs> now, granted, the, the, the first kid she wanted rejected her, okay, which, again, it's, it's just a weird message to send to kids, which is, hey, unless you're perfect and without defect, no one's going to like you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. I not even think of it like that. If I, they don't, make sure to manipulate your way into uh, making it work out for you. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I, didn't, I, don't know, I didn't really have a problem with it, but it was, I found it interesting that, that in the end, there really was no villain in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, it wasn't a ventriloquist, though. They were creepy. Well, no, yeah, they were just, but they weren't really villains. They were just her henchmen. Or yeah, whatever, but, no, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with but you. I mean, but that's true also for Toy Story 1. There wasn't really a villain, quote unquote. It was just, Dead. you know, there's the conflict in the movie. So there's conflict here, which is set up to be, oh, this is the bad guy. And then they're like, not really a bad guy. You know, she just is drawn badly. Or whatever. Jessica Rabbit defense. Yeah. But yeah, so it's like she's set up to be the bad guy at the very beginning. And of course, as soon as you see those psycho ass mannequins, you're like, okay, that's the bad guy here. Yeah. There's a problem. Um, but then you're made to feel sympathy for her because it's not her fault and she really just wants to be loved and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but so. again, it felt to me like she was emotional. I didn't get the feeling that she was being genuine with Woody in that moment, and maybe she was. I felt the sense that she was emotionally manipulating uh, Woody because she sat down and she said, tell me everything about Woody. She picked Forky's Sport nimble brain. little brain yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to find out everything she could so she could get the voice figure out yeah. how to manipulate it was evil i mean that was evil I, I i don't like the idea that evil got rewarded yeah it, and that's what it felt like it, it felt like okay this will be a nice swerve but still in the end 
She got probably one of the better happy endings in the in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she got what she wanted, just not how she wanted it. Right. And that was and that was one of the things that that whole setup. It was weird to me. Number one, again, uh, Forky to me just wasn't worth rescuing. I I I, I get why yeah. they had to do it. I you know yeah. story wise, and they could have really just built another one. Exactly. Easy. Well, they say that in the movie too, and they're like, "No, there's only one Forky." No. But having, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree to an extent because there was a point where I'm watching this movie where I'm like, "Now, Woody, who's been through all this before, having learned something by now, is he just setting up Forky for the ultimate disappointment?" Because once she moves on from Forky. Mm-hmm. Forky doesn't get in a garage sale. No. Forky doesn't get donated to Sunnyside. Forky gets thrown away. Which he would be happy with. Right. That's the best part. But but no, but now he's embracing. He's like, no, I'm not trash. I'm a toy. And now he's believing this. And ultimately, we we all know it's all going to go away because eventually... He will get thrown away. Yeah, they, well, they, they don't tell her how long a spork's gonna last. I mean, yeah. Yeah. a spork and pipe cleaner and toothpicks or, or pops yeah, like, with bubble gum. Yeah, yeah. there's plastic spork breaks. It's like there's no guy that's gonna sit there and clean and fix it. There's nobody <laughs> like you know how much that spork yeah. is worth right now. The market. I mean, they couldn't even keep the eyes on. Yeah, <laughs> that, they made they made another a female version at the end. That was scary. Out of a knife, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. With blonde hair. That's appropriate. I was waiting to see what they called her because knifey, probably not <laughs> something that you want to trademark if you're Disney. Wifey, knifey, wifey, wifey, yeah. wifey. <laughs> Sporky, porky. Blade. <laughs> Buddy blade. Blade. Uh, butter knife. Butter knife. Buddy butter. knife. Is that what you said? No, I said butter knife. Butter. <laughs> butter knife. Butter. Uh, no, I, I I didn't think Forky was, was worth all the hassle. I, I think even... Uh, the whole scene of them going into the, well, more or less Woody going into the antique place twice. Like, I was done once they failed the mission. Yeah. I was kind of like, I I could walk away with that. I don't know where they were going with it, but I was like, I, I was satisfied with that. He's like, no, I'm going back. And then, like you say, he gives up his voice box to creepy Gabby Gabba Gabba and all that. You know, I was kind of like, well, now you lost me. I think that's where the movie starts to just kind of, Dip for you? Dip, yeah. Because Woody's no longer worth as much as he was before. <laughs> it's just kind of like Woody in the beginning yeah. of the movie is somebody that's like still trying to keep his spirits up, right? Like you've already said, he, he wants to stay there for body and, you know, make all the toys, you know, feel comfortable where they are, even though all the other toys are like, no, we're being used, you not. I liked we had the well, dust buddy thing. They yeah. were like, oh, what are you going to name your first dust buddy? <laughs> Let me ask you all this as far as, as that goes. Yeah. Um, how did y'all feel when you saw Bonnie's name on his foot other than Andy? Well, I was hoping that on one foot says Bonnie and one foot says Andy. I was hoping that too. They never showed it. Yeah, they they didn't show that to clarify it. And I'm, I just don't remember which foot he held up that said Andy in the first one. Right. Hopefully the animators caught that detail and and it was the the other foot. Yeah. But going back to what Eli just said for a second there real quick, uh, I I kind of agree with him. The whole thing when it played out with Gabby Gabby and really seeing that she's going to get what she wants out of this anyway. And so that's when the movie went from loving it to kind of liking it. That's Mm -hmm. where it kind of dipped for me as well. It didn't throw it off the map. Like I didn't just throw out the whole entire movie and be like, eh. It was just a, a, a choice that I didn't agree with. But other than that, yeah, no, the, the, the Bonnie thing, I thought that was nice. I just, 
and I'm trying to calculate in my head how long she really played with Woody after Andy left. Like, what was it, like three days? Couldn't have yeah. been too long. <laughs> yeah, it couldn't have been too long. She made Jesse the sheriff. I yeah. mean, you know, that's kind of cool. I mean, and by the way, like, you know, having a girl, that's what girls do. Like, eventually, you know, like, if, if you go look at Lily's toys, the girl's always going to be the leader no matter what she's playing with. Like, she'll have, like, a bunch of different... She'll have Playmobil and Legos and Star Wars and um, all these different things pulled in together and the girl's always going to be a leader and and i get that that's fine i no no worries there but the idea that woody is the one toy she won't mess with anymore the one I, that that's the part where i had a problem mm. yeah i thought that was kind of weird yeah yeah i i, I don't i don't know <laughs> yeah, it was pretty strange um i, I just uh, some, a part that i did enjoy and this kind of leads to uh, uh, my kids as well as the these the different uh, combat Carls that were in the movie, <laughs> yeah, and how the high fives, yeah, and uh, how I felt for the Winter Soldier combat Carl, yeah, whatever. iceberg, oh, That's I like I that, yeah, yes. how he never he always got left hanging, <laughs> <laughs> always got left hanging, and you know throughout the movie I'm just like well, every time that happened I'm like oh man, the poor little and I called him Winter Soldier combat Carl because I don't know what he is actually, <laughs> but you know he had the winter outfit on, yeah, he had the winter the winter camo. And then at the end of the movie, make sure you stay. You know, he finally gets his high five. Yes, from, he does. Uh, from Duke and Boom, yeah. How yeah. how far into the credits was that? That must have oh, been. Oh, that was a very, very end. Oh, okay. Stay right. to the very end, guys, if you hadn't done it. Yeah, I uh, left yeah, at that point. Okay. Yeah, but basically, Duke and Boom comes in, and, the, you know, they had the Pixar logo. And you know mm-hmm. how normally Luxo comes in and squishes the eye and takes over? Yeah. Well, Duke and Boom comes in, squishes the eye, and he takes over. Yes. And he looks at the camera, you know, and you think it's end, and here comes a combat Carl Winter Soldier guy. <laughs> and they they do a high five, yep. and that's it. The end. Oh wow! Okay. So it was totally worth it for me to watch, stay all the way to the end to see that. And I'm like, yay! My little combat Carl dude got finally got some. Yeah, they were funny. Uh, that, that, I guess it's a positive. Is like I did not buy the other side characters. Uh, like you said, combat call uh, the the little the little bitty. Uh, Shoot, the little bitty doll that was like a cop and all that other stuff. Oh yeah, so it was like oh, boom, uh, like, the giggles, all the some yeah, giggles. It's not probably pocket, but it's. I know, yeah, the the, the yeah. police officer. Yeah, like she was like she was like Bo Peep's home crush. Like, mm-hmm, is that the one you say was a cowboy? Oh, that's the one, right? You know, like I I like their uh, camaraderie, their uh, interaction. Yeah, their interaction. My thing about her is like when uh, I guess uh, Bo Peep's told her to come on out and meet this guy. She hopped in her car, drove around the little circle with a toy, <laughs> and then she hopped out. <laughs> all right. Well, now speaking of that, I have a question. All right. <laughs> So when y'all saw her driving around the skunk that turned out to be, oh, that the Billy Goat Gruff, yeah, yeah, that yes, I have, the, I have the same, I have the same question you have, but I want to see if you, if it is the same. Was it like a stripped down RC racer? And it was that RC? Oh no, I wanted to know if it's an actual skunk carcass or if it was like a whole. <laughs> <laughs> He took it as wow. This this is where you, <laughs> no matter what Lee and I are like I'm like man me and Lee's tastes are similar in movies and then yeah that's that's where we're on different ends of the spectrum. Did they skin so Danny's asking if that's RC and then Lee's asking if that's an actual skunk carcass they used to camouflage <laughs> said RC. Oh yeah, it's the old RC. Because hmm. hmm. did the RC talk in the original ones? No, he made no, sounds. He made stuff. Z- 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 like, sounds yeah. right. Okay. Well, he got lost. In yeah, the rain. He, in that parade in that drain, right? Pre- yeah, he, he, was, no, but they saved him. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah they, they did. did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. That moment, that that's a huge positive for me. Was that opening that you got to see all the toys back in Andy's room with the mm-hmm. updated animation? Yeah, and then you got to see with RC, and really, like, your heart is like, oh, this is when he, this is how RC disappeared. Right, this is how he goes away. And the fact that they saved him, that's why I remember it because, oh wow, they saved him. 
oh shoot Bo Peep's going away and it was like such a swear it was really well done that got me sucked into the movie right from that opening was brilliant yeah I did like the, I did like to open it um, I don't know if, if the skunk was uh, the original RC because I think she would have acknowledged it or something. I agree. I think so. Yeah. I also don't think it's a skin skunk. Uh, <laughs> that's like a doll or something. To, yeah, the, the you don't think they the hunted thing. a real skunk and skinned him? Well, no. I think that skunk just died of natural causes and, you know, <laughs> composed or something. I don't Took know. Took out I the just, bottle. And, you I know. mean, yeah. that's, my, that's my opinion. I didn't make the movie. I'm not saying you wrongly. I'm just saying if I had to take a guess, I don't. I don't know if it would be either one of but those you know, two. Yeah, I do appreciate why it's a skunk. You know, especially yeah. after Woody asks, well, yeah. "Why'd you build it? Build it? Build a skunk or whatever?" And you see it zipping through the crowd, and everybody's like, "Skunk!" Yeah. <laughs> I would think because you're at a carnival with all the plush toys, that it was a plush skunk that they yeah. use. But who knows? Yeah. Maybe Lee's right. It makes yeah. more sense, but you know, which uh, would just... make sense a one toy that nobody wants to win. So it's been <laughs> yeah, sitting there for years. Sense. Which means, did they gut a toy? They could have got a sentient toy. Yeah, <laughs> would that would that have been like homicide? Maybe, <laughs> I don't know. maybe the kitty cat Good did. Question. It. Well, the cop was in on it, so it's like, well, I don't know. What's worse, killing a real skunk or killing a toy skunk that's alive? Hmm. Hmm. Real skunk. Oh man, that just I just it's hard a, to clean. Yeah, the Magic Our Way podcast asked some hard hitting yeah, questions. Yeah, what are the listeners yeah. wondering? Have you ever heard that? Like, uh, if a toy dies, does Andy know that he's playing with a dead? carcass or something like that i don't remember how it goes but yeah like no I your toys die like everyone else has to you know watch them play with their with their dead friend i i, I would yeah. say no because if you see the original toy story there's that scene where they scare the hell out of skid uh skid skid marks sid <laughs> they scare the hell out of sid and you have all these toys right they've got nails in their heads some of them yes. are missing heads yeah and and they're all still moving and active so i think it, it takes a i think you pretty much have to be burned to nothingness like there you go. what was going to happen oh to like them. in three yeah, yeah yeah yes to actually really uh, die that, oh, that know, was they, a guess so dark so dark yes. i just realized the alien guys weren't there or at least i, didn't, uh, I don't remember uh, seeing them oh, i think they were, were there they? but like yeah no they were there i'm pretty sure they were there i could be wrong uh, but there again, those toys were kind of once over. I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah, they were trapped in an RV for the vast majority of the movie yeah. doing nothing. And a couple of them got to help at the end, but that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they did the, the, one of the other things, so though, was uh, all of the different adult thieves that they had in there. Like you said, it was mortality. There was, you know, loyalty towards a person that doesn't want you. Then there was. Love. On the other side of the fence, yeah, there was love, and then it was like seeing what life is like beyond the fear of what you already know. So it was a lot of Making stuff. Making the decision going on. to leave your loved one versus your commitment to your master, yeah, yeah, so to speak. who doesn't? Yeah, and, and, and all of the toys had like this mix match kind of vibe from it. So it was like it was like a truth for one character, like it'd be a truth for Woody, but it was like a dream for Gabby, Gabby, but Bo Peep didn't give a. So I was kind of like, well, you know, all these cats are doing all their different things across the board. So I guess that's the part where I kind of lost some emotional attachment. Like when Gabby, like you said, got rewarded uh, with the kid. Like I I was just kind of like, well, that's just whatever. That's just kind of, you know, messed up. And Bo Peep was doing her thing already. She was good. I mean, that girl was working with one arm and making it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, she could stand alone. Like I was fine with her and Woody 
got together and he decided he was going to stay with us. Like, well, now you can do something with this because as long as you can use these two and say, okay, we're going to break. I don't, how would you say the Toy Story canon? Like, we don't. Neither one of us have owners. You know, we're free toys. And like, what could you do with that? Um, I thought that was something maybe they could have explored a little earlier. But by the time they got to the end, that's when I got curious to see what they could do with it. And by that time, the movie was over. Well, but I mean, even that, I mean, I'm sure you'll get Toy Story, you know, five, five where, yeah, yeah you, they, they what, what do the toys do to get played with in this one? The carnival toys, the lost toys, I guess is what they call them. They let the kids win. Yeah, they just, they show up in a playground. The kids, look, kids are just going to take what they want. Oh, no one's, no one's got, no one yeah. owns this cowboy doll. This is mine now. Right. So yeah. yeah, you could just snatch those whenever you want. Um, they make kids look terrible in this movie. They do. They, they again, it's, it's. That's the central theme of, of, of this movie. The life of, the, of a toy sucks, and kids are fickle, and um, you deal with constant rejection. That is, uh, it's heartbreaking. It's, it, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's seemingly, they have made a choice in trying to end this series with the last two movies to make these characters more tragic than enjoyable and heartwarming and fine i mean they're still enjoyable but i just yeah but it's dark it's Eddie? a little yeah it's it's a I mean, they had the same they had the same thing in uh toy story 2 where yeah you know sticky pete and he wants he's like you know kids are terrible they're gonna break you they're gonna yeah. you know we can be up on a shelf adored by millions and you know and all that kind of stuff and you know, so it's yeah it's in there. I, have a, I have a i don't know if i want to say a weird take on this but maybe I'm not. <laughs> I'm probably going to be the only one that thinks this, but I'm going to throw it out there. All right. I, I know it won't stop. Might as well. Some of the, yeah, might as well. I've already talked about some other weird yeah, So, um, The Bo Peep storyline or, or her backstory from where she's been since, you know, since they split up, this gave me like a Walking Dead vibe. Like she's out on her own. She's living outdoors and she's surviving. And she had this staff like Mishan has a sword. Mm-hmm. He's a, a this you know fearless fighting machine basically. I mean, she wasn't that you know that tough, that rough and tumble, and, and that tough of a character when she was living you know in, in Andy's with Andy. So it's like now she's on her own, and I, I, no you know no zombies or anything like that, but just kind of this you know this wanderer of you know the earth and stuff like that. that yeah, that's Lee, kind of where I saw she's seen some things, man. <laughs> yeah, she's seen yeah, some exactly. things. It's funny, like with Liga, he and I are on the same page with so much when it comes to movies, and we always, it's like, oh my God, he just said something that's exactly what I'm thinking, and then when I hear him explain it, he's diverged, because that's exactly what I felt like when I was watching this movie, where I was like, this, there's a real Walking Dead vibe mm-hmm. to these movies yeah. now, where when the first movie came out, it was all like, you know, kids, they're the ones that have to be watching. The toys are all banding together to make sure that we do what we can to coexist in this world with kids. And then as the series goes on, it's like the threat now is within, and now you have to watch for other toys who are looking to sabotage you mm-hmm. in this world full of kids that are evil and rejecting you and could cause harm to you at any point in time and now as it goes on and on there's no end in sight and it just becomes more and more tragic the more you keep watching (laughs) so that's where i got the vibe at it wasn't so much with the correlation with Bo, but i definitely had that feeling i even wrote it down i was like i got a real walking dead vibe Hmm. from this uh, from the series yeah i I never saw i never watched walking dead so i don't I wouldn't be able to relate to that. <laughs> it gets, so, it gets yeah. old quick. Yeah, <laughs> That's how I felt. I watched the first four seasons. and by the, It's like, it's the same 
thing. It's like the the tr- the threat goes from being the zombies to now it's other humans, right? And it just perpetuates itself from there, and then just they just introduce new characters to kill them off later. It mm. is basically what happens. It's kind of like with the new toy thing. Now we're we're introducing toys just so they can go away now, right? Yeah, I was I kind of with what Lee said, uh, except not Walking Dead, but I thought of like. Um, Mad Max Fury Road, like the mm. Charlize Theron kind of character. In that. But that's only because she has a detachable arm and shit. Like, you know, <laughs> like when they pulled the arm yeah, off and she was like, oh, I'm okay. She put it back. Yeah. She gave me some tape. I was like, damn, that, that's what I like. Hard I like that. That was hard. Yeah. Yeah. She bandages herself up and all kinds of, yeah, she has to survive on her own. And I, and I, and I like that. That was, I mean, I, I admit she was one of my favorite characters in that movie mm-hmm. because she was the one person that was like, yeah, you don't need, you don't need anybody. You just, you know, there's a whole world out here. I mean, like, you know, they were out there. Oh, this is what I was going to talk about, like in the amusement park. Like we were talking about things were rendered in that park. Mm-hmm. That part where she just looks out, she has wishes, so you could just have all of this. Like that whole scene was just like, good yeah. lord, that was crazy. But I liked her thought of just having a more expanded worldview and being like, yeah, I don't, you know, I don't need a kid to validate how I am. You know, I have my old friends, and you know, like you said, she would go to the what was it? What was that? Like a bubble gum machine or something? She hit the gumball machine. Yeah, gumball yeah. machine. There was like a little club in there. Oh, and that stuff. was so cool because that's when you get to see Tin, Tin Toy. Tin Toy, yeah, yeah. She, she he showed up and then. Did you notice this? Where in the back they had the Star Wars toys, and it was Obi Wan and the Walrus guy. Yes, and he kept cutting off his arm. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was pretty I funny. That. Yeah, my, I saw that. Yeah, I did say, my, my oldest son goes, hey, "This is like the Cantina scene." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I didn't. I didn't catch his arm getting cut off. I need to watch that. Yeah, again. watch it again. You'll see Obi Wan with the, the the lightsaber out, cutting off Walrus guy's uh, Walrus man or whatever they call him. His, his <laughs> oh, that's arm. Great. Yeah, over and over again. I think you like this movie more than you think you like this movie, Eli. No, I'd say that was one of my, she was one of my favorite characters. I said that was one of those things where it got up and then when it came down towards the, or towards the end of it, I just kind of got lukewarm with it. I've already explained Roller that. Roller coaster of emotion. Yeah. Hmm. It just seems like there's more you like than what you didn't like. Nah, I mean, I don't, like I said, I didn't hate it. I didn't, I wouldn't light a fire to it or, or nothing like that. It's just, ah, all the, all of the different mixtures and stuff, it was a lot to absorb for a movie where you suppose they got Randy Newman singing the theme song for Crowd uh, Outlaw. How you can know? you not like that? He exactly. Did, what a great score. Um, okay, two things that I noticed, two random thoughts. Okay. One, did y'all notice that this might be the very first CGI animated, fully animated movie with an interracial couple? My wife asked me the same thing. She said, "Were well, those interracial couple?" And I said, "Yes." She had that hair. The, I, the kid had the hair. You talking about Bonnie's parents? No, 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 no. Bonnie's. No, 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 no. no. So, when Gabby, oh, Gabby oh, finds oh, her new, her oh, new. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was looking at that. I was like, I think that's, uh, you know, a white woman and a and a black man. Yeah, I, I think so. And I, good. I was saying she had the hair for sure. <laughs> she, she had. had that, that good hair. That scientific analysis. You talking about the daughter or the mom? The daughter. The daughter had that good hair. How you see all of that? The daughter was crying in the corner. It was all dark and I, stuff. No, you see, I wasn't paying attention to the daughter. I looked at the parents. Yeah. I, I didn't automatically jump to a conclusion from seeing the kid. But uh, I, 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 mean, I put two and two together once I saw the, the parent and the, 
the parents. But yeah, okay. I, I I don't know if that's the first one of its kind. I'm trying to think. But. I, yeah, I don't know if there's ever been another one. Like you remember, like when there was that scene that they had in the trailer for uh, Finding Dory, mm-hmm. where everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's the first lesbian couple, first homosexual couple." In the in the and it turned out no, that really there were just two people at um whatever the name of the marine institute was that yeah. they were at with the but anyway yeah so when i saw that i'm like well that's not really getting a whole lot of buzz so i was curious i didn't even that notice was, to tell you the truth that I, was one thing and then the second thing i noticed is this, this is the second disney movie in a year where i had to watch a cat hawk something up oh <laughs> god <laughs> good point they must be perfecting that cat hawking animation <laughs> and it doesn't help me anytime i see it either like i didn't want to see that poor thing get hooked out the, out the cat's mouth like, <laughs> yeah i see that enough in real life so yeah it's like, you know and they zoomed in on the toy too yep. like as it slid across the floor the, all the gunk on it i was like yeah giggle mcdimples that's giggle mcdimples yes she wasn't giggling that time no like she's all slimy yeah she was, <laughs> that was that was rough no that was interesting cool any other thoughts about this movie anything else not uh, thoughts, but um, just the, the, some random trivia. Duke Kaboom, um, the announcer who did his commercial was Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, wow. Are you serious? Really? I did not know yeah. that. I didn't know I, that either. I didn't either. I, you know, I had to read it on the internet. Um, Duke Kaboom was first seen as a toy in Jack-Jack's crib in Incredibles 2. Okay. Nice. And, and uh, this is Keanu Reeves' first G-rated movie. He's never done a G-rated movie before. So. Mm. Oh, they did get the whoa in there. Uh, yeah, I did. I remember that. Yeah, I like <laughs> snuck that whoa in there. Yeah, yeah that got a good fall. <laughs> and then, um, okay, so I didn't see the very beginning. So tell me if I'm if it's if they actually said this or not. Now you did tell but, your family that you're a Disney podcaster, so that maybe somebody else could wait in line for the popcorn. No, right? I had the money, so I had to pay. <laughs> you know, can't had to give pay. your wife the money. No, you don't trust nobody with the money. <laughs> it's La Savica, man. Was, yeah, money before all. His wife was like, yeah. "I can hold that forty bucks." Like, no, you do not. Truth be told, if, if my wife wasn't there, we just wouldn't have got no concessions. I'd be like, F- it, let's go. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> get water. That's well, all you need. You saw that <laughs> haul that he posted online. I was like, God dang, that's a lot of snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were bringing that from home. <laughs> I, I, no, we did bring the bucket. snacks. We had to get, you can't fit popcorn in your purse. You got to get the popcorn at the, the concession stand. Oh, dude. That's a lot of stuff to eat there. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, but it was five of us. So, you know, it was, it was divvied up. But uh, so the the elders that Woody's talking to at the beginning, did they actually say their names? The elders, the clock. So Woody, no, the older the the older toys. Oh, you mean like the Mel Brooks and uh, yeah. Carol Burnett and all that? Yeah, uh, yeah, Betty White, I think, was also. Yeah. So there's Carol Burnett, Betty White, Carl Reiner, and Mel Brooks. Carl Reiner. But I don't know. Okay. If they, I don't know if they actually said their names. No, so, no they never said. Okay, that. so they actually their characters' names are. Carol Burnett's character name is Cheryl Burnett. Because she was a chair. She was a chair, yeah. Betty White was Bitey White. Mel Brooks was Melephant Brooks. And Carl Reiner is Carl Rhinosaurus. So that's their actual character names, even though they didn't say them in the movie. I thought that was cute. That is cute. That is cute. Hmm. Cute. Well, I guess when I buy it, I can watch all that again. (laughs) For sure. And I got to watch it to see the beginning. Obviously, I missed a lot in the first eight minutes well you need to go back yeah yeah i will for sure uh i think my kid's gonna go see it with his friend uh the little one's gonna go see it sometime this week so maybe i'll go with them again there you go there you <laughs> go that's nice like, like, Dad, i'm going to the movies with my friend dad's coming with you 
No. Yeah. <laughs> I need a chaperone. I need a chaperone over here. <laughs> you tell him I'm coming and my dad's coming with me. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, guys, some weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we're curious to know your thoughts on Toy Story 4. Uh, uh, what did you think of what we had discussed? Do any of your thoughts match up with ours? Did we spark something different that you hadn't thought about? Uh, all opinions are always welcome on the show, so get in touch with us, and we're about to tell you how to do that in just a little bit. Well, guys, we hope you enjoyed that movie review about Pixar's latest offering, Toy Story 4. Uh, if you want to learn more about us, magicareway.com is the way to go. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. You can also get in touch with us through the following ways. You can shoot us the email at show at magicareway.com. You can leave a voicemail via our speakpipe widget on our homepage, or you can call or text us at 1015 Moeekin. Yes, that is 1 815 Moeekin 669 4226. And, of course, we got a couple of guys to do things outside of the podcast. First of all, Eli does things with comics and art and all that. What you got going on, sir? Hey, you know, I always got some art, some project or something happening, which you can always find on uh, Ivory Comics website. Uh, you get a link to this podcast so you know what's going on at all different times and hours of the day. Uh, there's art that I have there for a Projugation, Savages, and Molly Be Damned. Uh, his blog post and interviews and all kind of good stuff there. So uh, always check out that site, ivorycomics.com. There you go. Uh, Facebook, I can be found there, Eli H. Ivory. So as long as you're a real person, not a bot or a toy that's like not animated anymore, uh, we all good because a toy would probably creep me out and want to be my friend. I would be scared. I'd be like Chucky or something. <laughs> uh, Project Geisha is on Facebook as well. So facebook.com slash Project Geisha. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. I can be found there at eivory504. And, of course, on Twitter, I can be found at Hancock10166. So you know the story's all about the glory. And if you appreciate the madness, then I'll keep bringing the gladness. Thank you very much. And if you want to book a trip so you can go to the latest movie theater or the nearest movie theater to see Toy Story 4, you can do so through Lee. Lee, tell him how to do this. Uh, just give me a call at 832-570-5490. That's... 822, Yes, I Canada. Uh, <laughs> Y-S-I-C-A-N-A-N-D-A. You can always Facebook page at facebook.com slash Lost Travel. You can also email me at lee at magicourway.com. And if you do any of that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up with no. Forky Vika. And guys, there's a couple ways you can support the show as a whole. You can buy us some beignets, support the show that way. You can also represent the Weekend Nation wherever you go by purchasing some clothing from our shop. And one of the easiest ways to support us is to leave a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you download the show, whether it is Stitcher, Blueberry, Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, etc. And finally, if you want to have a place in which you can freely speak your Disney mind without fear of retribution, join us at the Moeekin Pleasure Island 33 Facebook group. There you'll have the chance to interact with all the famous Moeekins as well as Danny, Eli, Lee, and yours truly. And remember, we are part of the BS Podcast Network, whose motto is We Speak Our Minds, so you don't have to, so be sure to support our partners in podcasting over there. Guys, we thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to us and making us a part of our Dizzy Fan life. We appreciate you and always love hearing from our listeners. All opinions are always welcome on the Magic Gory Podcast, so get in touch with us today. So, my weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. I'm Danny. Magic out.
I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with tacos. Porky Sporky. Hey guys. Hey, you hear that? Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Tony Bennett? It is Tony Bennett. Oh man, Italians recognizing Italian. You know what song <laughs> he likes that? What song is he singing? Well, the song that Lee couldn't sing when he was trying to do it for the Navigator. Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, but do you, do you know what I'm listening it on? This is Mad Hatter Radio, which is an ra- online radio station of Disney fan stuff that we have partnered up with, man. How you like that? Partners here on the Gulf Coast, Magic Our Way and Mad Hatter Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, creative buffs on radio stuff. That's like right. It. Yeah, it's good. It's another outlet. Uh-huh. You know, it, 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 what's good about it, yeah, let me tell you what's good about it. You hear Tony Bennett. Mm-hmm. But you could probably hear Bare Necessities done by like a, a metal group, a heavy metal group. You could probably mm-hmm. hear a country version of this. Oh, wow. You could probably hear like a funk version, James Brown type of, <laughs> give me a Bare Necessities. <laughs> oh, <laughs> get on, get up again. Oh, yeah. You know? Hot tub, what you say now? <laughs> Disney. That's right. You can hear that all on the station, man. It's, <laughs> they don't just give you the normal spiels and, and, and r- attraction sounds, but they give you every creative variation that other artists have taken to the standard Disney songs. Like Tony Bennett right here. This yeah. little jazzy version of the Bare Necessities. You know. I'm thinking about Goodfellas right now. I don't know why. <laughs> bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada boom. Boy, listen to this station, okay? It's good for you. It's good for me. It's going to go ahead. It's going to help you out. It's going to make me out. It's going to be really good. Okay? Man had a radio. Bada bing, bada boom. Just do it, huh? 